Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1. And this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Evidently, before Moses went up the mountain with God, he said this blessing over the people. Two, and he said, the Lord came from Sinai. Now, Sinai means thorn, and that's the mountain where God gave the people the law. And it's also the mountain where Moses first met God at the burning thorn bush. And when God gave the law to Moses, the mountain was burning because God was on it and rose from Seir unto them. Seir is Edom, where the Edomites live. The Edomites are cousins of the Israelites. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and Paran is a desert area where they were. And he came from the Myrids holy. Myrids means tens of thousands, and that's talking about the angels in heaven. He came from all the holy Myrids, from where they are in heaven. At his right hand was a fiery law unto them. He wrote the law on the tablets and most likely used his right hand to do it. And his right hand is Jesus Christ, because the right hand of a father is always his son, and the son of the father is Jesus. 3. Yea, he loveth the peoples, all his holy ones. They are in thy hand, and they sit down at thy feet, receiving of thy words. He loves all of his children, and those of us who follow him, we are at his right hand, meaning we're near Jesus, and we sit down at his feet, just like Mary sat at the feet of Jesus in the New Testament, and we receive his words. So Mary sat at his feet, listening to his words, and that's the best thing that any of us can do. For Moses commanded us a law and inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. Since he's speaking about himself in the third person, he must want this blessing repeated later, commemorated. An inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. The law of the Lord is our inheritance. And we can tell why, because it gives us life. It makes us live in peace and contentment and happiness because the law is all about treating people well. And when we treat each other well, we live in a land of peace. So the law is highly beneficial. And you know, because we already read it, how beneficial it is. That's why I just can't get over the mockers and the haters and the liars who say that God's law is a hate-filled law because all of his commandments are all about caring for people. It's not hate-filled, it's love-filled if you actually read it. it. It makes me angry that so many people tell lies about God. 5. And there was a king in Jeshurun, when the heads of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. And Jeshurun is just another name for Israel, um, because it means righteous, and they have received the righteous law. 6. Let Reuben live, and not die, in that his men become few. Moses is blessing each tribe name by name. He's saying that Reuben will have less men in it, but let it not die. 7. And this for Judah. And he said, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him in unto his people. His hands shall contend for him, and thou shalt be a help against his adversaries. Judah is going to fight for the Lord. And that's true, because that's the royal tribe. And Jesus descended from Judah. This is kind of neat, because Moses is blessing each tribe just as Israel had blessed each of his sons, which represent a tribe, before Israel died. And now before Moses dies, he's blessing them again. These are unique blessings. 8. And of Levi, he said, Thy Thummim and thy Urim be with thy Holy One, whom thou didst prove at Massa, with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah. This is another reference to Jesus, because it says, 
The Thummim and the Urim are the things in the priest's ephod that tell them yes or no, when God tells them yes or no. And it says, let those be with your Holy One. And Jesus is referred to as the Holy One in the New and the Old Testament. And also, he is the high priest. And Levi is the priestly tribe. So this is talking about Jesus, whom you did prove at Massa and whom you did strive with at the waters of Meribah. Now, Massa and Meribah were the two places where the Israelites complained that they had no water to drink. In one place, the water was bitter, and in the other place, there was no water. They strove with the Holy One. This is calling Jesus God because they strove with God, and this is referring to the Holy One, which is Christ. The Father and the Son are one, just like Jesus said. 9. Who said of his father and of his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor knew he his own children, for they have observed thy word and keep thy covenant. Moses is talking about when the Levites actually killed the rebels. They even killed their own family members if their family members were rebelling against God. And that's why he's saying you acted as if you didn't know your own family because you were obeying the Lord. They held their esteem for God higher than their esteem for their own relatives. And that's why they're getting blessed. 10. They shall teach Jacob thine ordinances and Israel thy law. They shall put incense before thee and whole burnt offering upon thy altar. He's talking to God and he's saying the Levites will teach your people all of your laws and they will offer up the burnt offerings and the incense. 11. Bless Lord his substance and accept the work of his hands. Smite through the loins of them that rise up against him and of them that hate him that they rise not again. In this blessing, he's asking God to protect the Levites. Moses is a Levite, but that isn't the only reason that he's asking this blessing. He's asking it because they are the priestly tribe. 12. Of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him. He covereth him all the day. He dwelleth between his shoulders. This is neat. For the tribe of Benjamin, which is the youngest tribe and one of the smallest tribes, but Benjamin was a younger brother of Joseph, who was Israel's favorite. It's saying that the Lord will cover Benjamin, meaning in his wings, shielding him, and that the Lord will carry Benjamin on his shoulders. That's the image of a father carrying his son up on his shoulders. You know how you put a kid, they sit on your shoulders and you hold on to their legs? You know how fathers do that? That's what Moses is describing with the tribe of Benjamin and Father God. Very beautiful. 13. And of Joseph he said, Blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that coucheth beneath. Joseph will have great weather so that he will prosper in his agriculture, and the springs of the deep will come forth as well as the rain and the dew. 14. And for the precious things of the fruits of the sun, and for the precious things of the yield of the moons. This is talking about the seasons and the harvest, saying that Joseph will be blessed with abundance. 15. And for the tops of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the everlasting hills. And this is talking about the minerals and the rocks that are in the hills that Joseph's tribe can harvest from the land so that they can make tools and have jewels and all kinds of things. 
16. And for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof, and the good will of him that dwelleth in the bush, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, and upon the crown of the head of him that is prince among his brethren. Joseph is prince because he was the favorite of Israel, and he saved his entire family, even though his siblings rejected and put him in slavery. He still saved them just like Jesus saves us, even though we rejected Jesus and we put him on the cross. Joseph always represents Jesus, and Jesus deserves every worship and everything that we have to give. So that's why Joseph always gets blessed with great abundance, because Jesus is also constantly increasing. His family is constantly growing. As people get saved, they enter into Jesus' personal family. 17. His first lean bullock, majesty is his, and his horns are the horns of the wild ox. With them he shall gore the peoples, all of them, even the ends of the earth. And they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Ephraim is greater than Manasseh, and those are Joseph's sons. Even though Ephraim was the second born, he was blessed above the firstborn. Just like we've seen that pattern all throughout the Bible so far. Isaac was blessed over Ishmael. Jacob was blessed over Esau. Joseph was blessed over his brothers. Ephraim was blessed over Manasseh. All of these secondborns are getting blessed over the firstborns. And Moses was blessed above Aaron and Miriam. Abel was blessed above Cain. And on and on. It just continues all throughout the Bible. Now it's saying that Joseph has a strong horn. And the horn of an animal is its strength. There's lots of references in the Bible to men having horns. It doesn't mean that they literally have horns. It's metaphorical. It just means that they're very strong. 18. And of Zebulun he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. So now he's blessing Zebulun and Issachar. 19. They shall call peoples unto the mountain. There shall they offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. Now Zebulun, it was already prophesied that his tribe would live beside the sea, and his tribe is going to live beside the sea. Issachar is right next to Zebulun, or near the sea. 20. And of Gad he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad. He dwelleth as a lioness, and teareth the arm, yea, the crown of the head. Gad is a great warrior. 21. And he chose a first part for himself, for there a portion of a ruler was reserved. And there came the heads of the people. He executed the righteousness of the Lord, and his ordinances with Israel. You know how the head lion eats first? And same thing in a pack of wolves. The head wolf eats first, and then after that, the next lower rank, then the next lower rank, all the way down to the puppies. He's saying that Gad will be the head lion. Whenever he fights battle, he'll get the first spoils because of his righteousness. 22. And of Dan he said, Dan is a lion's whelp that leapeth forth from Bashan. Dan also must be near the area of Bashan, where the Gadites are living. They're near each other, just like Zebulun and Issachar are near each other. 23. And of Naphtali he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with blessings of the Lord, possess thou the sea and the south. Naphtali will be in the south. 24. And of Asher he said, Blessed be Asher above sons. Let him be the favored of his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. And I believe Asher is the tribe prophesied. He would make gourmet food for kings. And now it's saying his foot will be dipped in oil. So it seems like Asher is the great baker, the gourmet cook of the tribes of Israel. And why would that be important? I think because we're going to a wedding feast one day. 
the whole point of being at a wedding feast is to eat. The first thing we'll do when we enter heaven is we're going to the wedding feast of the lamb and his bride. The bridegroom is Jesus and the bride is the church, those of us who are saved. There is a place for food in heaven. God loves to give us good food. Food is all throughout the Bible. The very first thing he's going to do when we get in heaven is have a big meal with us. God believes food is extremely important and good food is what God likes. 25. Iron and brass shall be thy bars, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Asher will be protected. He will have security because people won't be able to get to him through the bars. To me, that also sounds like he will make food for kings because when you work in a palace, you are extremely secure. Nobody can get to you. 26. There is none like unto God, O Jeshurun, and Jeshurun means Israel, who rideth upon the heaven as thy help in his excellency on the skies. You know, Jesus ascended in the clouds and went into the sky, and he is coming back again in the clouds. He literally does ride upon the heaven in his excellency on the skies. That's literally true. You remember how we talked about how blue means holiness and white means righteousness. Well, the sky is blue and the clouds are white. When Jesus ascended, he went up in colors of holiness and righteousness. And when he comes back for us, he will also come back in colors of holiness and righteousness. 27. The eternal God is a dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he thrust out the enemy from before thee and said, Destroy. God himself thrusts the enemy away from us. God himself is a dwelling place. That's why we can hide in him, just as the Bible says. Yes, we can hide in the arms of God anytime we want. And it's not cowardly, it's just plain smart. When the world is attacking you, go into your home and read the Bible and pray, and you will be protected. You will be safe. No one can touch you when you're spending time with the Lord. And that's how we hide in him. 28. And Israel dwelleth in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in a land of corn and wine. Yea, his heavens drop down dew. That means the rain will come, and they'll have corn and wine. Today we don't think of corn as a great food, but that's because it's GMO'd and it's lost all of its nutrition. But in ancient times, corn was one of the best foods. Corn was a staple food in ancient times, and they did all kinds of things with it, and it was a highly valued, highly nutritious product. Corn in the Bible is a sign of prosperity, and of course so is wine. 29. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and that is the sword of thy excellency, and thine enemies shall dwindle away before thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Moses has given Israel a warning, and he's also prophesied that they are going back into sin, but before he dies he blesses them, and this is an incredible blessing. He's saying, you are a unique people. You are shielded by the Lord, and his sword is excellent. He will protect you, and your enemies will dwindle away. Now, this is only going to happen as long as they obey the Lord, but Moses loves his people so much, he wanted to end it with a blessing. And that concludes Deuteronomy 33.